0: It is my joy and privilege, inviting up a dear sister of mine who's going to be preaching. Um, she is a wonderful woman um, and we love her so dearly. So please, can you just welcome warmly Gabby to preach us Let me just pray for you before you launch into it. Heavenly Father, we just pray Holy Spirit that you would use Gabby for your glory, Pray that she be a vessel of your word and Holy Spirit. Let us be encouraged fresh again today, we pray. Amen. Amen. Am I on? Yes. Go? Good. Good morning, everyone. Um,
1: that's a
0: hard
1: act to follow. Wow. Um, I, yeah, so as you've said, I'm Gabby and Gabriella. Um, it's a joy to be here this morning with you all. Um, we are just so lovely to be back in the building, but also just so amazing that we can still connect with those that are still at home. So um, it's a joy and privilege to be here this morning. A little bit about myself, where I serve in the church. Um, I have the joy of being part of the Alpha team. I also have the privilege of leading one of the following discipleship groups that have come out of Alpha. And I wouldn't be an Alpha enthusiast or a true Alpha enthusiast if I didn't mention that a new course is starting in September. i channelling my inner Ian Lettington here, yeah. um, but please be praying for the team, praying for those who are coming and and be prayerfully considering who you could invite potentially to join us. Um, lives change, so it's, it's really exciting. All right, okay, enough about that. Um, I'm not the only first-timer here today. Um, J.C. has willingly agreed to be a little bit of a guinea pig today and um, we, we're looking at 1 Samuel, Samuel 7 I would like to actually read through the, through the, the chapter it's a bit of a long one so J.C. has agreed that he would read out so that you can not have to listen to my voice the entire time um, so J.C. if you'll come up and read for us please come on J.C. Ultimately I wanted to read it despite it being long for the simple reason there's very little of what I have to say and so important that we just look at what the word actually says, what the Lord has to
0: say to us today. So i there. Yeah. Samuel the judge, 1 Samuel 7, the ark reminded, the ark remained, the ark remained, <laughs> <laughs> the ark remained at Kirah Jariah a long time, 20 years in all. Then all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. So Samuel said to the Israelites, If you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and Ashtoreths, and commit yourselves to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then Samuel said, Assemble all Israel at Mizpah, Mizpah, and I intercede with the Lord for you. When they had assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out for the Lord. On that day they fasted, they fasted, and there they confessed, we have sinned against the Lord. Now Samuel was serving as leader of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came, back, came up to attack them. When the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Palestinians. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord, your, our God, for us. Yeah. And that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. Then Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to to engage Israel in battle. But that day the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic <clears throat> that they were routed before the Israelites. Yeah. The men of Israel rushed to Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below Beth-Kah. Yeah. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shed. Yeah. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and they stopped, invading Israel's territory. Throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. The towns from Ekron to Gath that the Philistines had captured from Israel were restored to Israel. And Israel delivered the neighboring territory from the hands of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel continued as Israel's leader all the days of his life. From year to year, year, he went on a circuit from Bethel to Jidul to Mizpah, judging Israel in all those places. But he always went back to Ramah where his home was, and there he also held courts for Israel, and he built an altar there to the Lord." 1 Samuel 7,
1: 15-17. Big up. you. Thank you, JC. Um, the first line in that says, it was a long time. Um, Poor JC probably felt like that was a long time <laughs> to be standing up here. Um, and I can appreciate it for the younger generation in here, it sometimes feels like a long time while we're standing up here talking. So I have a little challenge related to faithfulness. You don't have to guess anything for this one. Um, there's a whole bunch of Kit Kats that Jeeves has in the bag there. So I'm gonna play it actually, if you're under 18, you can come and get a Kit Kat. And there's two simple rules to this game. Well, firstly, you're allowed to eat your Kit Kat at any point. But the second rule is, if you keep your Kit Kat, and you can show me your Kit Kat, not just the wrapper. If you keep your Kit Kat till the end of my preach, you get a second Kit Kat. Wow. Come on! So I hope I have enough now that I've taught the 18s. But yeah, so Jesus has got them. Come up and get them quickly. Good. you know the rules.
0: I am. No more ah. Kit Kat. Yeah, yeah. Don't want a Kit Kat. We go. Amazing. <laughs> hey
1: you got to do to win? You got to keep it till the end, okay? So, till I stop speaking, you got to keep it, then you win and you get another one, okay? It was a long time. Um, I'll get back to my actual talk. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Matthew Clark. I forgot the clicker. Great. Okay, so, I mean, in my preparation, the more and more I read this passage, the first line of, it was a long time, just kept resonating with me, and I think it was because of the simple truth that so much of our lives are defined by these periods. Mm. Um, as a true academic, I, I'm a little bit of a nerd heart, oh thank you, Matthew, I, as I was preparing, I decided to make a little timeline of the first book of Samuel, and the reason I did that is when we read the Old Testament, it's so often like a highlights reel or an Instagram version of, of what we expect life to be. And yet when we actually look at it, um, if we plot just these, so we're in 1 Samuel 7, the little you are here symbol, and Samuel's about 50 years young at that point. Um, he's lived about half of his life, according to, to Bible historians, he lives till about 100. And yeah. so in seven short chapters, which takes you maybe 25 minutes to read depending on how quick you are um, We've lived 50 years of Samuel's life and the reason this is important when we're reading books in the Old Testament is because it was three simple things if we don't Realize that we're reading highlights real and we don't take note of these it was a long time periods in between we can get despondent when we, don't look, when we look at our own lives because We spend so much of our time doing ordinary things, raising children, working hard, making food, that takes a large proportion of time. And if we get despondent in just doing the ordinary things in between, we can miss the big things that God's actually doing. In that, he's still at work. The second important thing that we recognize is that God's timing is not our own. We want him to hurry up and we want him to do these things. But his timing is perfect so he knows the exact moment for it to happen. And finally we see when we look at Highlight's reels, we understand his faithfulness. My whole sermon today is on faithfulness, but we recognize that our faithfulness is a product of his. And so when we look at bigger pictures, we see God's faithfulness at hand. A couple of um, oh, why is this important actually? Because, as living in the ordinary lives, we spend so much time in our ordinary in between, in the long periods. What we do, and who we choose to be in those, has a significant impact of the highlights that we'll look back at on our own lives one day. So, a couple of weeks ago, Jeeves was speaking on obedience, and he shared this beautiful truth, that God doesn't use extraordinary people to do extraordinary things. He uses ordinary people with obedient hearts to do extraordinary things. The joy we have of when we read an entire book, or at least a, a good chunk of a book, is that as these truths unfold, we get to add bits of the puzzle piece together. Mm. And in today's reading, as we explore um, verse Samuel seven, 7, I would like to add one word to the statement that Jeeves made, and that's the word faithful. God doesn't use extraordinary people to do extraordinary things. He uses faithful, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Did we make a mistake?
0: I really mean, have to put the word open in the wrong place. Sorry. That's
1: okay. It's still faithful. We'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel 3, 7, 7 is a beautiful story of the fruit that comes from Samuel's faithful 50 years that we've explored. Yeah. Um, and this is why we read the whole chapter. I'd like to pull a few highlights out of it, but the truth is, you could spend much longer in there, and I'd encourage you to do it to go see God's faithfulness in terms of There's a few things. So, faithfulness produces grounded believers that others can look to when times are hard. Yeah. People, the people here in this context were coming out of another long war with the Philistines, while the Ark of the Lord had been returned to them. They were still mourning the loss of the men that God had struck down for their disobedience, and so. The people were brokenhearted, and they came to Samuel wanting to know what to do. We don't have to look very far in our lives to see people who are brokenhearted, who are hurting, who are in need, and are looking for answers, looking for someone to go to. We have the profound privilege of being beacons of light to these brokenhearted. Faithfulness produces in us an authentic authority. Samuel's faithful serving of God wholeheartedly not only drew people to him but allowed him to speak into their lives and gave him the authority to address the real issue, the sin in their lives, and then to lead them back to God. Because his words and his actions matched, they listened to him. And then they went out and they did what he had instructed them to do. Um, we see the evidence of God in Samuel's life. And this is why they trusted his instruction. And this is what faithfulness produces in our lives, an authentic authority where our actions and our words say the same thing. Faithfulness draws others to God. Both the authority he gives us through that and the grounding we have in him that it produces allow the desperately searching world to come to us We don't have all the answers. We never pretend to because we know we don't. But it allows us to guide them to the one who does. Faithfulness produces powerful intercession and answer to praise. Years of faithful following and listening had taught Samuel three important things. It had taught him who the father was. It had taught him who he is. It had taught him the father's heart and it had taught him to listen to the Father's voice. He had prepared in the stillness, in the long times of his life, the relationship with the Father that allowed him to pray powerfully on Israel's behalf when he needed to. It's continued little answers to prayer in our lives that build the kind of faith that allows us to pray big prayers when they are needed. We learn to faithfully look to our Father with obedient hearts when we constantly see His face. And this teaches us to recognize His voice as we start living our lives where we see answers to prayers. But more importantly, it also teaches us to pray that His will be done Mm. and His kingdom come. It's really important when we we look at that to understand that I'm not saying that every when we whisper to heaven, will be answered. Yeah. God isn't a slot machine that we just put something in and we get what we want out of him.
0: Yeah.
1: It's learning to recognize that as we follow faithfully, we, we will know how to pray, but also when we have to deal with unanswered prayer, which will inevitably come in our lives, we can trust that even though we don't understand why he isn't answering in the way we want him to, we know he is a good and faithful father so we can trust him through our, our lack of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sorry, I did the there. We there we go. Sorry, I get excited. Um, faithfulness allows us to step into what God has called us to do. Yeah. Chris shared beautifully this morning of the promises that are spoken over people's lives. Um, and so it's important to recognize those. We know the Bible promises us that each of us have been made with a purpose and a plan, that we have been placed at times such as this um, for purposes, that we have been fearfully and wonderfully made. You look around in the world today and people are searching for meaning in their lives. We may not all be called to lead thousands like Samuel did, thankfully, um, but in faithfully following his voice and seeking his space, He continues to reveal to us the specific purposes and plans He has made each one of us. It doesn't mean we suddenly have to earn our salvation or continue to prove that we love the Lord by faithfully working out. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that as we grow in a relationship with the Creator. We grow in our understanding of how we are created and what we were created for. Exactly. And so we learn to step more and more into the purposes he has made us. Yeah. Um, linked into that, it also allows God to step into our lives more. Yeah. Um, I love how it describes it in how wonderful and powerful God is that he thunders on our behalf. Yeah. Um, in South Africa, we get thunderstorms. or where I was from, we get these thunderstorms that would literally make your windows rattle. And I love them. The dog didn't love them so much, but I love them. <laughs> um, and the idea of God coming so powerfully in our lives that the windows rattle is really great. Um, Jackie and Sharon both shared last week on God's faithfulness in their lives. They're even are moments of how God has helped them thus far. Even when we are are faithful in trusting Him, it gives Him more and more space to step into our lives and with Him He brings His goodness, His faithfulness, His restoration, His deliverance, His freedom, His peace. These are the things we all long for more in our lives and long for more in the lives of those around us that we love. Um, a while of guys actually chatting to a friend who's gone through Alpha and she's, she's still figuring out where she stands with the Lord. But one of her questions was, why does God not just simply step into the struggles we face? Why does he allow us to face them? Why doesn't he just kind of pluck us out of them? And it's not a simple answer to that question in any means. Um, but part of them, definitely part of the answer I believe lies in humble surrender and obedience. Until you're willing to submit to him, he doesn't have room in our lives to move
0: yeah. and
1: that's not just when we first come to know him but it's as we get to know him more yeah there's constantly things we have to let go and surrender and allow God to step into the space that we're trying to to fill ourselves and when we do that he brings this fruit into our lives the fruit that comes from his presence
0: yeah
1: okay. amazingly enough simply being faithful glorifies God. We don't have to do much except be faithful and he is glorified because it gives him the glory as he he is due. Our faithfulness says that we are unable to do it by ourselves, but he is more than able to and he is who we look to to allow that. Um, Humble, faithful hearts who turn to the Lord don't need to shout a message of God's greatness. He tattoos that over our lives when we show people that. Um, Pete Gregg has an amazing book called How to Pray. Mm -hmm. I would encourage everyone to read it. It is just such an amazing encouragement. And in there, he says one beautiful thing. He says, faith is God's gift to us. Our faithfulness is our gift to him. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to think that beyond any calling on our life that he places, any other calling, our greatest joy and our greatest calling is simply to glorify the Lord. Walking with Him faithfully in the long times does just that. Um, It doesn't mean we have to be perfect. Hardly. Um, Hebrews 11 is littered with heroes of faith that Mm -hmm. failed at one time or another. And yet, faithfulness includes faithfully returning to the Father when we have failed, when we have fallen short, and we receive afresh His forgiveness. Last but not least... Faithfulness can shape a generation. Samuel's faithfulness in serving God as the fearing judge, as the God fearing judge he was called to be, shaped his generation. And if you read the chapters before and the chapters that lie after this one, it lies in stark contrast to the disobedience he son yeah. and how a generation fell away as a result of that. We have an amazing example, now I'm channeling my inner because I love the youth and I couldn't leave them out of this, but as faithful servants, as we faithfully shape our own hearts, we give them that example and we teach them and we start faithfully shaping their hearts to love one in the Lord. I say all of this, this talk of, of, of faithfulness, it's not something we have to do, it's a product of our relationship with the Lord yeah. and we see as we become faithful, we understand His faithfulness more. I speak all of this as a great encouragement that we would become the kind of church, that we will continue to be the kind of church where the fruit of faithfulness is there for all those who come to me. Yeah. Okay, That was quite long. Let me see, how many Kit can I see now? Wow. Let's see, bother them up. Hold them up. Are they all still in there? I am well impressed. I am very well impressed. Wow. Okay. I hope this is a testimony of the kind of faithfulness you'll have. We'll speak this over you prophetically over your lives. Okay. If you still got your KitKat, come up and claim your second one.
0: Now? Yeah. Let's no, no. do it
1: quickly. No. Thank you. Here we go. Wow. I'm so impressed. I thought half of them would have been in Thank you. I did realize the irony that lay in giving them a KitKat, because it's the slogan is um, have a break, have a KitKat. So there's not really much waiting in, in yeah, but
0: anyway, amazing. Good.
1: I think there's a few speaking kids. So, if, I, if if adults you were very sad that you missed out on a Kit Kat, come find me afterwards and we can have a Righty, okay. Some quick parting thoughts. Um, I was never quite the one who thought I would joyfully read the Old Testament and get very excited about it, but. As I've spent more and more time in it, and as we, we explore Old Testament passages like 1 Samuel 7 that we've done today, we realize that the truth revealed in Samuel's life 3,000 years ago is as relevant yeah. to our lives now.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's an
1: amazing encouragement, because God can and does use faithfully, faithful, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Yeah. Faithful followers of Jesus are beacons of light to those around them. They draw others back to God and they shape their generation. They walk in their calling and they see God move in their lives. And ultimately, they glorify God. What a joy it is that we have as believers knowing that God can use ordinary people like us. Most days, I feel very ordinary and very far from being able to be used in any extraordinary way. And yet, that's exactly where God wants us, because it's Him who is extraordinary. Yes. It's Him who comes in and does those extraordinary things. Um, and He does that because we live in the shadow of the cross, and we live with this beautiful promise that we don't have to do it by our own power or our own strength, but that He has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is faithfulness. The amplified, oh, sorry the, the Amplified version Um, speaks of this promise we see in in, um, John 14, 16 and it says, this is what Jesus promised us, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper a comforter, an advocate an intercessor a counsellor,
0: a strengthener, a
1: standby to be with you forever it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in each of us that we are able to be ordinary but faithful and obedient yeah Amen. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. So, I mean, in light of that, we're going to ask him Papa, then to come back up and pray. I think it's just so important that we actually just spend some time allowing the Holy Spirit to come. Um, I would encourage you, if you've never potentially asked him into your life, he's there. Yeah. He wants to know you. He wants to fill you. And he wants to make you a of light. <laughs> and be so I would encourage you to, to um, ask him in. For those of you who know him, daily we need filling to be able to yeah. to, to walk in what he's called us to yeah. and to share his life with those around us. And so that's what I'd like to do now, is just give us space and opportunity as we move into another week to be filled fresh yeah. so that we can go out and be faithful okay. and be um, obedient and be extraordinary by simply being ordinary. Yeah. Yeah,
0: amen.